Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. So, thank you to my wonderful, beautiful wife for helping play and sing. Her Chinese is so much better than mine, and so... Uh, as Pastor said, we are going to be here for a few months. We want to be a blessing to you. Uh, we look forward to being on the streets with you, evangelizing, street preaching uh, in English. Praise God. And uh, something that we haven't been able to do in four years. Really, we, it's been so uh, something that's ached in our hearts of not being able to evangelize on the streets. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, uh, if you can turn with me to John chapter 14. And uh, please bear with me. I... I've preached less than 10 times in my entire pastoral career without a translator standing next to me. And so the benefit of that is that while the translator is speaking, I can gather my thoughts, but uh, this time I can't. And so <coughs> believe that God's going to help us. January 19th, 2020, this is a date that I will always remember. Uh, happened to be uh, my uh, wedding anniversary. But we had just finished our church service there in Shenzhen. Uh, our church, the way we do our schedules, we do an 11 morning, 11 o'clock service. Then we have a break for lunch. We all go to lunch together. And then we have uh, a 2.30 service uh, because so many people live so far away. We just kind of do it back to back with uh, prayer in between them. And so I remember that day very clearly. We were at a restaurant. In fact, uh, it was a restaurant that we'd gone to many times. And I began talking to the people out of the church, and I said, hey, there, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but there's this virus in Wuhan. And they were kind of looking at me kind of confused, and I was like, oh, Brent, you just opened up your mouth. You said something that's highly censored, and in fact, it hadn't broken there in China. And so uh, I remember... Uh, we finished our lunch. Sarah and I had a, a, a nice dinner uh, that night, and um, it turned out that was our last Sunday church service for the next three months. Our lives completely started to change. <clears throat> a few days later, China broke the news to the people. Rumors began spreading, flying around, and uh, people began immediately wearing masks. Uh, uh, Sarah and I heard that the border in Hong Kong was about to close. Uh, we went across the border to fulfill our visa requirement, came back a few days later. It was completely closed. In fact, to this day, the Hong Kong border uh, is, is shut down. And so, you know, life for, for us in China was already full of detours. It was already full of uncertainties. You just never know what, knew what to expect. And here we are. Here's a new virus in, in, in China. People are scared. <coughs> And this just added to it. And so this week you had heard some powerful preaching about the call of God and, and different things. But I want to go a little different direction this morning. As I was praying, I really want to do two things this morning. One, I want to give you a, a little picture of what life is kind of uh, in China. I also want to give, preach a very practical message I believe will help and hopefully encourage you. 
Because in the midst of, of all the challenges that Sarah and I faced, and honestly, there, were, there was a lot. There, there was a lot of uncertainties, a lot of different things that we faced. But there was one thing that kept us going. And there was one thing that I believe that can keep you going this morning. And this morning, I want to preach a message. I've been telling, peace I give you. And interestingly enough, I preached this message, a, a similar message, uh, three days before Sarah and I went to the visa office. Sarah and I walked into the visa office. We were confident. I had all my paperwork, uh, just like we had gone so, done so many times. And I walked into the visa office, and they said, what are you still doing here? And I said, yeah, I'm here uh, to, to get my visa extension. And they said, well, what kind of visa are you on? And I said, I'm on a tourist. And turns out you can't tour the country for four years. And, uh, <laughs> and so they said, you need to come back tomorrow with an itinerary showing that you're leaving. Actually, they said, we want you to leave in two days. I said, that's not happening. I've lived here for four years. I need more time. They said, you got 15 days to leave the country. And I, it was so God's timing, because like I said, I just preached this message uh, before this happened. And it, it really uh, helped us. It helped our church. And uh, I believe that God wants to help us. And so we're going to read, uh, read together John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. Bible says these words, actually Jesus is speaking. He says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will, he will teach you these things and bring to you remembrance of all the things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world does, I, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for this incredible opportunity to preach your gospel to this uh, wonderful church that I love so much. I pray that you would help me, that it would be your words and not my own, that you would uh, touch those who are living in fear, those who have no peace, and that you would touch their lives. We thank you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And so in our scripture, Jesus, he is speaking to the disciples, and he is trying to prepare them for what life is going to be after he is going to uh, be crucified and later on ascend into heaven. He's trying to paint them a picture of what life is going to be like, and, and he's trying to prepare them for that day. He begins in John chapter 14, verse 1, he begins with these words, Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, but also believe in me. He says those words, let your heart not be troubled. And so here he is, he's pre uh, preparing the disciples. He knows that they're going to face all these different mind battles. And he's trying to help them. Hey, there is a peace that you can have. And so I want to begin by looking for uh, a world searching for peace. You know, from primary school through university, I took several classes about world history. And what's the biggest thing that you read about in world history is you read about wars. You read about lands being conquered, whether that was the, the Persian Empire that conquered uh, Iran to Greece uh, and from 50, uh, 559 B.C. to 331 B.C. You read about the Roman Empire. You read about the uh, Mongolian Empire. I'm not sure if you guys had that picture, which at one point controlled 18 percent of the of the land in the world. Or you read about the British Empire that w at one point controlled 20 percent. 26% of the world's landmass, which included Hong Kong, which is right next to us at one point. And so it's interesting because when you read the world history, you rarely read 
about lands just simply being purchased. You know, here in America, we have we know that we have the Louisiana Purchase um, and different things that were, were, were bought. You know, we never read about, uh, you know, lands just saying, hey, you know, Denmark, we want, we want Greenland. Let's, how much do you want for Greenland today? You want, you want one billion, you want, you want two billion dollars. How about some stocks thrown in, in there? You know, you want some Bitcoin and, and we, 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 you guys don't use Greenland for anything anyways. You know, we don't read about that. We read about lands being conquered. Tribes against tribes, nations against nation, families against families, businesses versus businesses, wars, rumors of wars. You can't even read about in the news about someone being offended by, by another person. Someone asked me this week, they said, who is China most mad at? I said the entire world. They don't like Australia. They don't, they're mad at Australia. They're mad at the United States. They're mad at, that, at, at, at Europe uh, for, for various reasons. And so we live in, in, in all around us is, is this kind of war and this mindset of war. So here are the disciples. They've been in somewhat of a, a bubble of protection. They've been with Jesus for the last three years. Sure, they've had their brief moments of, of different times where they kind of felt unsecure, whether that was on the, the Sea of Galilee and the storm came and they started to worry. But overall, life has been pretty good for them. But now here is Jesus. He's trying to prepare them for what life was going to be like when he departs. <coughs> when Sarah and I arrived in October 2017, we had close to 30 different missionaries. God was moving there in, in China. People were, were, were getting saved. Disciples were rising up. You have to understand that our fellowship in China, as Pastor B has mentioned uh, recently, is only, uh, uh, as far as the revival that's broken out, it's only 11 or 12 years old. Over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, we've had missionaries go in, but not seen really anything. But in the last uh, 12 years, God began to move upon uh, uh, churches and, and uh, opened up the door. People began to go in there and, and people began getting saved. So we moved there October 2017. <laughs> A few months later, and I believe it was uh, March or April, we had our first uh, uh, China rally. We had all the churches come together. Such an amazing time at that time. Uh, shortly thereafter, we were invited to go to Malaysia. We brought 10 people uh, with us to, to Malaysia for that rally. God began to move. Pastor Ruby came for us, preached for us. Pastor Anderson, Pastor Roman Gutierrez, Pastor Joe Sanchez, Pastor Oscar Hyman. I mean, we were, I mean, it, it was incredible. Two years ago, we brought eight people to, to, the, uh, to the San Antonio Conference. And let me just tell you, all eight people are still in church. Two of the girls that came with us are, are married. <laughs> and and we, we were seeing what God was doing. All the while, we understood that we were in communist China. And everything that we did was completely illegal. We operated, uh, as you might say, underground uh, in a very high-rise building. I'm not going to tell you the floor number in case they're watching this morning, but it was, it was above the 20th floor. And uh, I could see, literally, I could see another city from our church. Late 2019, things began to change in China. The atmosphere began to change. <laughs> it was in October of last year that uh, things started to happen and... Um, Somehow the police uh, got information about our fellowship and began literally going down a list, finding pastors, knocking on the doors. 
taking them into the police station, showing up at the churches randomly. And one week we had five Chinese pastors get visited by the police in the same week. We had three missionaries over the next few months uh, get called in. One of these pastors was, uh, he got visited at three o'clock in the morning, knocking on their door. This was on top of COVID. And if you want to understand anything about the Chinese Communist Party, they, they control people by fear. They, they, they use fear through propaganda. And, and so here we are, it's, it's, it's uh, 2020, January 2020, and people are, are super scared about what's going to happen. They only know about this virus there in, in, in Wuhan. At one point, Shenzhen had a, had a total of 400 cases. I, 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 you know, 400 cases in a city of 14 million people. And they're like, you can't go outside, Pastor. You're going to get COVID. And I'm like, there are more people that live in my apartment than that, that have the entire virus in, 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 in our city. And so we, were, we weren't able to have church. Uh, we respected the government. We weren't, we weren't dumb. And, um, and so Sarah and I, we'd go to the park. We'd go to the park uh, on Sundays. I'd record a sermon send it out to our church, and uh, this was before anyone knew about Zoom. Um, I, I think Pastor Reed mentioned it a couple uh, months ago or so. We, were, we did pioneer Zoom, and uh, soon after we found out about Zoom, we went to Zoom, but we would go to the park. It was completely empty. October 1, I'm sorry, April 1, our city had less than 10 cases, and so we were able to reopen up our church, uh, and by then, the government had given all the foreigners there an automatic uh, visa extension and so they gave us all an automatic visa extension but they said you need to go back to your country it's, it's time for everyone to go back they began putting out a lot of propaganda about it and uh, I began getting random messages on my phone uh, it's time for you to go back to America there are less and less flights this and that and uh, at the same time China was safe from COVID. Honestly, I don't know anyone in China that got COVID. And at that same time, I started to hear about COVID in America. And I'm like, one, God's moving in, in China. God's helping us in China. And I'm not sure if I really want to go to America right now. <laughs> I remember we went in May. We were just about to have a wedding. Uh, uh, Sister Kelly, who, who came to uh, uh, San Antonio two years ago, her uh, now husband, Steve, our song service leader, they were about to get married. Sarah and I went to the visa office, and uh, we had all of our paperwork prepared, and they, they said, we're denying you. You, 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 you can't do that, and uh, we're not going to renew your visa. You need to leave, go back to America, and uh, you know, I was like, I've got a wedding to do. This is, this is a bad timing, guys, and so I'll never forget, I called a, a visa agent there, in, uh, actually in Guangzhou, and called this visa agent. They said, you know, you go back and, uh, and tell them, you know, you need you want to stay here otherwise you know uh you just go to another city and, and apply in a different city and what have you and so uh it was amazing because after that first denial you began to wonder how much time you have sarah and i were looked at the calendar and we're like we're, we're now on a ticking clock our time here is very very limited and i remember pastor Reed telling me brent you need to preach every sermon like it's like it's your last sermon because you don't know when when, you, when your time is through and so here we are facing major persecution, uh, plus the uh, plus COVID, <clears throat> and we understood that most of the the uh, the game that we were playing with the government was a mind battle. 
You have to understand that, that and, and, like I said earlier, that, that China wants to control people by fear. They, 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 they do certain things to, 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 to cause fear. Every time they would visit a, a church or every time they would visit a pastor out of his house, they would show up with 20 to 30 or 50 police officers. 50 police officers to arrest two people. In our, in our apartment, we had a, a prostitution sting. They came to our apartment. They arrested two people. They sent 100 police officers. They surrounded the entire building. And I'm like, really? It, it takes 100 people to arrest two people sleeping around. You know, you, 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 you know, Sarah and I, we began to feel like undercover agents. We began to do different, we called them fire drills. Okay, what happens if the police come? And so we'd pretend knocking on the door. We did this with the church. You have to do it. You don't have much of a choice. Knocking on the door, okay, we'll start cleaning the, the, the laptop. Stop, hide, hide the hard drive. Hide the flash drives. Delete your, your, everything on your, on your cell phone. And, and, and this, is what, this is part of what we were, were kind of living through. And we understood though, that if they controlled our mind, they would win. You know, why are so many Chinese, and if you're watching me from our church, I'm not trying to speak bad about your government, but I'm just making a point here, is that, you know, many of them are controlled by fear because the government is trying to control them. And we understood that if they could control us, they would win. You know, how many of us know that we live in, in a, a, a peace that the, or that the world tries to offer us peace? We live in a world that desires personal peace, peace in their mind, peace in their lives. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Bible uh, defines uh, the word peace as quietness or rest, or the dictionary simply says freedom from disturbance. We live in a world that's desperate for peace in their lives. It's no secret that clinical depression is on the rise around the world. I had people come into my church that were on, uh, on um, um, uh, uh, depression medication. According to one study, the top three countries of having the highest rate of depression is India, China, and America in that order. 
And so here in the world, we, they understand that we live in a world that does not have peace. And so they said, we're going to offer some superficial help for these things. How many of us heard, just make money and then you'll be happy? You just need to have a little bit more cash in your pocket and then that will give you the peace that you need. Then why are all the wealthy people, why are these celebrities committing suicide at an alarming rate? We live in the wealthiest generation to ever live. Yet we live in the, also the most depressed nation and depressed uh, society to ever live. I've heard people say, especially in China, get married, that will make you happy. But how many of us know that there's no peace in an unhappy marriage? This is a major lie that's taught there in the Chinese society. You just need to be, get married. They're, they, they have this terrible, terrible thing that they, any girl that's not married by the age of 29, she's called a leftover woman. And, and, and they literally degrade her for not being married by, before age 30. But there's also a reason why 50% of marriages currently end in divorce. And that's not just here in America. It's also here, also in China. Right after COVID, we, we found out that that d divorce rate in China skyrocketed. Why? Because we found out that husbands and wife could not live together in the same house. They couldn't, they couldn't be in the same place. In fact, it got so bad there in China that, that China said, when you file for divorce, you have to wait 30 days before it becomes official. Because people were getting divorced so quickly. Here in the West, we, we, we know that there's just a pill for everything. If, if you're depressed, take a pill. If you're not feeling good, take a pill, whatever. There, there, there's a pill for everything. Kids as young as three and four years old taking pills to control their behavior, control, control their mind, to turn off certain neurotransmitters in their, in, in their brain so they can think a certain way to provide them temporary relief. Then there you have the world that offers philosophy and religion. You know, I met so many people that, especially there in China, and philosophy is a huge, huge, uh, I might even call it a religion, uh, but these children are, are taught, even through adulthood, philosophy, and you meet them, and they're like, what do you believe in? Like, well, I believe in Confucius. I believe in Buddha. And they believe in every little thing. In fact, I told one person, or one, one girl came into my church, Last year, she's, I said, what do you believe in? She's like, I believe in a little bit of Confucius, a little bit of Buddha, and a little bit of Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 what? I was like, you, you, that, you can't. That's impossible. You, you can't have a little bit of everything. It's, you you want to have like an insurance policy for, for eternity. I'll just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and hopefully something will, will help me get to heaven. In China, you have what's called the 996 uh, work sector. What is 996? It's working 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. People that are constantly being overworked. And so here, Jesus understood that many things that the world offered as hope or as peace was only going to be temporary lasting. How many of us know people that are addicted to drugs or alcohol, trying to escape the pains and the hurts in their life, trying to find just a little bit of temporary peace? People who, young people especially, that are trying to find peace and, and it, and hope in a relationship. And if I could just speak to the, the people, especially on the first role, let me just say this. I met and married my wife in church. I didn't go into the world trying to, to find a relationship, trying to satisfy my soul. I just went to the back of the soundboard, and there she was waiting for me. <laughs> find your wife in ministry. That's just a freebie right there. So here Jesus says, he says, there's one thing that can bring us peace. I want to look secondly 
at peace is found in Jesus. <laughs> we know that Jesus Christ, he is the appearance of peace. Bible says in Isaiah 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What a wonderful prophecy we have here from the prophet of Isaiah. He will be called the Prince of Peace. You know, one of the reasons I believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth is to help give us peace. Peace in our mind, peace in our thoughts. Peace knowing that we will be saved through him and not of our works. How many of us know that we are all sinners? You know, it's funny because you, 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 you ask the church there in China, you say, uh, raise your hand if you're a sinner. No one wants to raise their hand. They're too embarrassed to, to admit, I've done, any, I've done something wrong. I start to address certain sins. How many of you have uh, uh, slept around or how many of you have done this or that? Uh, well, pastor, everyone does that. That's normal. That's not a sin. But Jesus says, you know, we are saved by the grace of him, not because of what we do. I am not saved. I am not going to make heaven because I'm a missionary. I am going to make heaven my home because I've accepted Jesus Christ into my life. You know, as Christians, we, we can know and we can experience peace knowing that where we will spend eternity one day when we die. We know that Jesus is the giver of peace. The Bible says in number 6, verse 26, The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I'm sure many of you are aware, hopefully you've, you've heard that song, The Blessing, that's sung by Carrie Job and her husband, uh, Cody Carnes. <coughs> been translated into over 170 languages, which is taken directly from uh, this little portion of Scripture in Numbers chapter 6. And here Moses, he is speaking to the priest, and he says, When you bless the children of Israel, remember that God gives them peace. In our text, Jesus says, My peace that I give unto you. A peace that comes from Jesus, not from the world. A supernatural peace. A peace that the world can never give us. We know the scripture, Philippians 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You know, this is a peace that I pray for. A peace that I contend for. Lord, let me have a peace that passes my understanding. How many of us have ever met someone that they're going through certain things that, that anyone else, it would cause them to collapse, whether that's a sickness or whether that's a financial uh, a crisis in their life, or maybe that's a, uh, a marriage crisis. <laughs> you know, I want to thank the many people that, that prayed for our sister, Stan, Sandy. Here is Sandy. She's attending church. Her husband used to bring her to church. Gal was working in her life, and one day her husband comes up to her and says, if you do not renounce Jesus Christ and go to the, our ancestor's tomb, I'm going to leave you. If you do not reject Christianity, I'm going to divorce you and I'm taking your son, your only son. And here is Sandy, she is faced with a choice. Do I really believe what I believe? Do I, do I stand for Jesus? Or do I let my marriage and, and my son walk away? And it was amazing because as I would speak to her and as we were, she was going through this divorce process, she would come to morning prayer every morning and she would tell me, Pastor, I just got a peace on my life. And even right before we left China, sadly, she did go through the divorce. Her husband left her. She said, Brent, I believe that one day my husband's going to come back. One day God's going to get a hold of his life. And one day we will be re reunited in marriage. 
Here was a woman that went through an extreme trial that you might call. And yet she had a peace of God upon her life. Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This is another verse that Sarah and I greatly held on to. We understood that we could, at any day we could face major tribulation. We understood the risk that we were doing. As we saw Sarah's mom on, uh, on I believe, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, and I joked with her, don't get mad at me, China, but I joked with her mom. I said, look, she's got all 10 fingers. They're all still here, and so she's fine. We're not missing any limbs or anything. You know, we understood the risk that we were facing. As I said, one night, 3 a.m., one of our pastors was visited by the police. He told him, come back when, when the sun's up. I'm not, I'm not answering the door. Praise God for, for pastors that have some boldness and some confidence in, in them. And so, sure enough, 6 o'clock in the morning, he looks up. They're still out there, but thankfully the sun doesn't come up till 7. At 7 o'clock, suddenly the police just com- completely disappeared. And actually, this pastor's still there in China. God's still helping him. And so pray for us. We still have two missionaries there in, in China. There was always a peace upon Sarah and I. We contended for the peace of God during these times. You can only imagine how, how easy it would be for us to, to allow our mind to run wild on us. Sarah and I had already been given notice to leave China. And I'll never forget, we, we just fellowship one night. with We'd gone to Guangzhou that, on, on a Saturday morning, fellowship with the pastors there. And then uh, Saturday night, we fellowship with the, the church people. And uh, right when we walked into our apartment complex, we walk into our lobby. And this man is being arrested by the police, which you don't see that too often. Honestly, in China, you don't see people getting arrested. It is a fairly safe society. And so here, this man's being walked out in handcuffs. And uh, Sarah and I are like, well, that's, that's kind of different. Uh, so we get, go up to our apartment, and we live on the seventh floor, and, and we're getting ready for bed, and all of a sudden, it, it's about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and we get a knock on the door. I look outside, and there, there's a, a young man and a young woman uh, outside of our door, and I'm like, I tell Sarah, I said, Sarah, they just sent the plainclothes police for us. I'm not kidding. I wasn't kidding. Sarah uh, starts to get our stuff ready, and I crack open the door. They say, do you speak a Chinese? And I'm like, no, but let me get my translator, call my translator on the phone. And, <clears throat> you know, you, my, my, my mind's like, come on, guys. I'm already being leaving China. I've already got my bags. You want to see my bags being packed? They're already out. You, you got me. But anyhow, uh, I start talking to them, and it turns out that they just wanted to know if our Internet was still up. They had not had Internet that, that day. There were our neighbors from down the way. <laughs> You guys picked the wrong time to knock on my door. But in the midst of that, I wasn't scared. Frustrated? Absolutely. Scared? No. Why? Because of the peace of God. The Bible says in Psalms 29, verse 11, The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. You know, in our text, Jesus says, Let your hearts not, not be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And so as I begin, as I said in the beginning, here's Jesus, he's about to depart from them. And he says, don't worry. You know, sometimes as Christians, we can feel like that God is so far away from us. How many of us have ever come to, to morning prayer and, and you're trying to get a hold of God and, and, and it feels like, like he's on another planet so far away. Yet Jesus says that he is there with us. And if he was here in this room this morning, if he was speaking to you this morning, he would say, let your hearts not be troubled. 
He says this in Matthew 28, verse 20. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We serve a God that will never leave us or forsake us. Thirdly, I want to look that he has sent the helper. He sent the Holy Spirit. This is what I love about the scripture that we read. <laughs> Was that Jesus says, after I leave, the Father will send the Holy Spirit. He will be there with you. Verse 26, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you these things and bring to your remembrance all of the things I said unto you. And so we know that this came to pass 40 days after, uh, after Jesus rose from the grave. He ascends into heaven. And the Bible tells us this is exactly what happened, Acts uh, 2, verse 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all... In one accord, and suddenly there came a, a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared with them divided tongues as fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I believe that the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Too many people, I believe that they forget about the Holy Spirit, especially if you're here this morning. If you're a visitor, we want to welcome you. But so many people, they walk into a church and they know about God. They know about Jesus, but they forget about the Holy Spirit. As if he's, if it's, if it's, he's not a part of the Trinity. They pray to God the Father. They pray in Jesus' name, but they forget about the Holy Spirit, the helper that's there for us. The Bible says in Romans 8, 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I believe it's the Holy Spirit that also helps us, gives us peace. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 22-23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And so I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit that I believe gives us peace. So many times I went to morning prayer there in China. I would get up and I would uh, walk half a mile to our church and we'd get there for morning prayer and faced with all sorts of uncertainties, not knowing what was going to happen that day or that week or the different things that we had heard through the grapevine about what was happening to other churches in the area. And sometimes I didn't know what to pray. And sometimes all I could do was just pray out to God, pray and start speaking in tongues. And it's amazing how the peace of God would just come upon that room, come upon my life. I remember a few months ago, I was frustrated. I understood that our days was coming to an end. And began to, my mind began to wonder what's going to happen with the Shenzhen Church. Here we have, we've labored there for four years. Uh, brother, uh, Pastor Renee Becky Torres did uh, nearly six years there and Began to wonder, God, what's, what's happening? Not just our fellowship churches were being shut down, but other churches in our area were, 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 were being shut down. And I remember one day just praying, walking home from church. And, and thankfully, I lived in a country that no one spoke that much English. And so I could pray anywhere I wanted to. And so I began to pray as I'm walking home and, you know, really contending against uh, demonic spirits and, and demonic attacks against my mind. And I remember walking and, and I said, you know, what? I mean, just start praising God. I mean, just start speaking tongues. I don't care. People can't understand me anyways. They don't, they don't know what language I'm speaking. And so I just began praying and speaking in tongues, walking home. And uh, it was just amazing. The peace that suddenly filled my life. I believe lastly that the Holy Spirit also gives us confidence. 
And you know, last year, uh, it was December of 2020, Sarah and I were invited to a birthday party uh, at a restaurant. We happened to know the owner and the lady that invited us to the birthday party. Uh, I, this, this restaurant was an amazing open door for us. Uh, we, the owner gave us tremendous favor. And uh, many times she would invite me to pray for people who are sick or, or lead people to Jesus. In fact, uh, we have a sister in our church that, that came uh, from that, you might call it outreach from that restaurant, <coughs> what have you. And so... Here we are, we're invited to this restaurant, and, uh, and the sister uh, asked me when I get there, she's like, Pastor, can, can, can you preach the entire restaurant? I was like, do, 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 you do realize that we are still in China, right? You know, you, and so I said, how much time do I have to preach, or, or, or how much time do I have to prepare? I'm looking at this restaurant, it's probably about 20, 30 people there, and She's like, I'll give you about five minutes to, to, to prepare. And she's like, also, I'll give, you, uh, I'll give you a translator. And so began to look through my notes of what I had. And, uh, and I was like, all these messages are about conviction. Get your heart right with God. Hell, like, no, probably not the right message for a restaurant right now. And, and so I began to preach a simple gospel message, actually out of Numbers chapter 6. And, uh, and it was amazing because the Holy Spirit, I believe, just came upon upon that restaurant came upon me and uh people i mean the entire restaurant just stopped what they were doing they 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 gave me their full attention and i'm like am i still in china like i've done this in america i've street preached in america but this is this is still communist china and all of a sudden i'm like do i pull an altar call do i pull an altar call do yes we're a fellowship that pulls an altar call so i had every head bowed every eye closed we had an altar call Two people raised their hand, got saved. They came to our church the, the next morning. <laughs> now, there are some of you this morning that you know me. I've been in this church for 30 years. I grew up uh, in, in, in the Christmas plays and what have you. I was not always the, the, the most bold, confident person. Many of you understood that I used to have a, a, a speech impetitive. I couldn't speak properly. I used many fillers. People wouldn't would mock me for my speech. But it was so amazing what would happen when the Holy Spirit would come down upon a place, upon a church, upon my life, and allow me to preach the gospel. I think about Peter, who preached boldly, and 3,000 people responded. Not because of who Peter was, but because of the Holy Spirit. Close with this scripture. The Bible says in Colossians 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Let me ask you this question as we come to conclusion. Who is ruling your life this morning? Who are you allowing to infiltrate your mind and your thoughts? Is it the peace of God? Are you letting the peace of God rule your mind? Or, or anytime there's a demonic attack against your mind, anytime there's a negative thought to you, like, oh, devil, let, let, let's go down that road. Let, let, you want to talk to me? Okay, devil, I'll, I'll talk to you. So many people spend so many hours speaking to the devil and letting the devil talk to them. Sometimes we just need to judge the devil and say, you know what? You're not going to allow these thoughts to come into my mind. The peace of God rules my mind this morning. Who rules your mind this morning? Do you allow God to give you that peace that passes all understanding? Or do you allow these thoughts that come into your mind to say, you know, yeah, yeah, um, these terrible things are going to happen to me. The, yeah, yeah, I, I, you, you know, yes, people are, are uh, yes, I'm always going to be in this financial crisis. Yes, there is no hope for my life. 
I'm always going to be sick. There, there's no hope for me. Let me tell you, I believe in a God that does miracles. I believe in a God that's working even when we cannot see it. Who's moving even when we cannot see it. Who can heal the broken heart. Who can set the captives free. And who can rule our life and give us the peace that only comes from him. Not peace that comes from the world. Not something superficial, but something that's supernatural. Something that only God can offer. I like every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.